Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. This is episode 80. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Metcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. Hey everyone, Dr. Abby Medcalf here on the Relationships Made Easy podcast. I'm so happy to be here as always. Uh, one of my favorite parts of my work life is when I do the podcast. It's great. I love being here with you. Uh, and I can't believe we're at number 80. Wow, been at this a while. So today is something you've asked for. Um, this is, there's a Jilly J. Uh, from North Dakota. I did not know I had listeners in North Dakota, so thank you, Jilly J. Um, and <laughs> she uh, wrote in a really lovely um, note to me about how much the podcast has helped her and her boyfriend, and they both listened to it, and just thank you for saying that. And she asked about uh, some tips for giving feedback. And I said that I would have it here. And here here it is. When you guys ask for things, I generally do it. Um, I can't always in the, sometimes it takes me a while and sometimes I change the name. So you might not always recognize it, but I, I really do. I love when you guys ask for things, you know, specific things. I just love it. It, it make, lets me know that I'm really on track with what I'm sharing. So again, that I'm not just chatting with myself here. And uh, yeah, so thank you for that. And the eight rules for giving great feedback is coming at you today via Jilly J from North Dakota. Um, I was realizing the other day I haven't been to North Dakota. I, I've been to a lot of the states and I don't think I've done North Dakota. So there you go. I got, I got to get on that. Um, my my bestie Rhonda did um, 50 states by 50. That was her big goal to get to all 50 states before she turned 50. And she did it. 
uh, which is really cool. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to follow in her footsteps at some point and get get myself to North Dakota. Uh, and as with every week, I uh, like to remind you or give a little ask because we're in a relationship. Did you know you and I are in a relationship? Yes, we are. And so I give. You know, I do my podcast and then. Uh, I ask sometimes. And so what I would really, really like you to do, if you, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd be so kind to take the one extra step from just clicking on the subscribe button to also leave a review wherever you listen, please leave a review of the podcast. It's so helpful. It helps other people find me. And, uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, Let's be a top 10 relationship podcast. I'm down. I'm I'm ready, people. Okay. So let's get to it. So I've I'm gonna start with what I've said a ton of times by now, which is don't sack your relationship, right? Don't sack your relationship. You should know this by now. Don't make suggestions. That's the S. Don't offer advice. That's the A. And don't criticize. That's the C. Sack, S-A-C. Don't sack your relationship. Um, I actually talked about this on the Martha Quinn show here uh, in uh, the San Francisco area. She has a radio show, I Heart 80s. And uh, she used to be one of the original MTV VJs. And she she loved this one. She was really cute about it. Um, If you're listening, Martha, there you go. So... (laughs) So what happens though, when I tell people don't sack your relationship, don't make suggestions, offer advice or criticize, what happens is the reaction I get is what, you know, so I can never tell my, my partner anything I'd like done differently. What? So I can't tell my mother, my coworker, insert person who is annoying you here, um, (laughs) anything. I can't ever let them know when I'm unhappy with something. So my first answer is, yeah, no, you can't. No, my fir- my first answer is, well, yeah, you can definitely say things you'd like them to work on or you'd like to see different. Sorry, not that you'd like them to work on, that you'd like to see different. But there are some definite guidelines you'll need to follow if you want that person to actually listen and <gasps> gasp, maybe even make the changes you're asking for. <laughs> and if you've ever had these uh, conversations with your part, let's say your partner, but it could be anybody, but with your partner where you're asking for something and uh, they don't do it and you ask again and they don't do it and you ask again and they don't do it and you ask again. Don't, isn't there somewhere in there where you finally go, okay, I'm doing it wrong. Instead, you know, we look at our partners and go, they're doing it wrong. You know, hey, they're not doing these things I asked. Uh, I keep asking them, they don't give it to me. I keep telling them I want this different and they don't do it. And here's the deal. If you had if were at a job, okay, you're at a job, and you were asking uh, Mike in accounting to do a certain thing for you over and over, kept asking Mike, kept asking Mike, kept asking Mike, and you know over and over, and Mike didn't do it, you wouldn't just keep asking. You would do something else, and you needed whatever Mike in accounting had for your job. You would figure it out. So, and <clears throat> some of you are listening, going, "Well, I just go complain to my boss." No, no you wouldn't. Or maybe you would, but let's say you do and your boss doesn't do anything. What do you do? You you have a job to do. You have to get this done. And generally, it, even if you did go to your boss, your boss would say, well, why don't you talk to Mike differently? Or have you tried this with Mike? Or have you tried that with Mike? They'll usually put it back on you if they're a good boss, and they'll make you go back and do it better or differently. And that's the key to all this. 
So much of this is on you to do it differently. Don't look to your partner to do it differently. You do it differently. If you don't like what's going on, you need to look at the way you're asking or the way you're probably what you're doing is not asking, but telling. And that's part of the problem right there. So, so I do want to say to keep any suggestions to a minimum anyway. So again, don't sack, you know, really do a minimum. But, um, so unless it's a really big deal, you know, let it go or come about it differently. But, you know, so I don't know if you're, man's leaving dirty socks on the floor, again, hire a cleaning person. If your father is chewing with, with his mouth open when he, when he eats, look the other way or make him soup when he comes to your house for dinner. That, <laughs> it's harder to eat it with your mouth open with soup. Don't, don't die on every hill. Choose your battles wisely. This is about you, again, not your partner or the other person. If there's a bigger thing so, you know, if you just found out your fiance charged $10,000 on the credit card for, you know, your wedding without telling you, that's a bigger thing. You got to have a chat. But there's a lot of little crap that could definitely go. So, and but no matter what, if you want a, a great outcome, if you want a to, to actually grow together from this outcome, then you want to stick to these parameters. So these are my top eight tips, guidelines, I think guidelines is probably rules for how to give this feedback if there's something going on that you don't like. Okay, so let's get to it. Number one, first things first, the focus should not be on changing the other person. (laughs) Right away you're like, but that's the point. They need to change their behavior. Nope. Uh, Instead, you want to focus on on coming to a solution together. So one of the things I say over and over is that you are not on opposite teams, right? This is, you know, if you haven't seen my TED Talk yet, you really want to see that. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's it's really, you could also look it up online. <laughs> Abby Metcalf, PhD, The Real Reason Relationships Fail. But anyway, but I digress. You, <laughs> you, you, you're the same team, guys. You're the same, same team. So if you're doing this opposing thing that they have to change, then you're making it a them problem, okay? You're saying, I'm right, you're wrong, you have to change. Instead, I want you to approach it that you're not looking for them to change. You're looking to figure out a solution so that you both can be happier, both of you, moving forward. There's a reason that they're not doing whatever it is that you asked, or there's a reason that they did do something that you now find horrifying. Uh, whatever it is, you need to figure it out. So, you, you know, how to move forward. And you're not gonna move forward by just telling them that they're wrong and they need to do it different. It does. It just isn't as effective. So uh, you, you wanna think about how you're coming together to a, a better solution. And I one of the things I talk about a lot is get rid of the idea of compromise or negotiation. Um, a compromise sucks. We What happens with compromises is, is everybody thinks they gave more than the other person. Every single time. When you compromise with your partner or at work or wherever, you feel like you lost out that they got something more than you did. 
Everybody does this. That's why compromises suck. Those negotiations, you know, coming to middle ground or whatever that crap is, it's crap. It's crap. Instead, I want you to think of, instead of a straight line between the two of you, you know, where you meet in the middle, I want you to think of a triangle. I want you to think of a symbol of a triangle. And you're both at those lower corners and you're looking up towards that top for a a solution that's above, that's beyond, that's outside of the two of you. And that's where the magic happens. That's where the great stuff is. So it's again, a we problem, both of us together, we're going towards this higher solution. So the focus is not on changing the other person or on controlling them, on getting them to see your side, on manipulating them. It's not on any of that. It's on this this greater understanding. And it actually brings us to number two, which I'm not sure which one should really, really probably number two should be number one. Because bef- first and foremost, before you do anything else, is you have to set an intention first before you give feedback. You mu- I, it, it goes with one. Uh, I guess either of these could come first because both of these are things you're doing before you sit with the person, <laughs> okay? Set an intention first uh, to be kind, to be, to problem solve together, to, what you know, there has to be some intention there first that you set, that you're clear about. It should be something along those lines. So, and this is before you give any feedback, before you even sit down, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. What's your end game here? How, my most important question, how do you want the other, your partner, let's say it's your partner, to feel at the end of this conversation? And how do you want to feel at the end of this conversation? Those are really, that will drive your intention, I promise. How do you want the other person to feel? So if you're just really mad that your partner did something you don't like, you need to think for a minute, are you, do you want them to feel as crappy as you do? That's a lose-lose. That's not going to get you anywhere. Do you want them to walk away really angry at you? Do you, well, the way you were about to talk to them, they are. So good luck with that. Do you want that? Do you see what I'm saying? You should think of that first and realize that, wow, I was really angry about this thing, but really it's, it's I'm really hurt. I feel so hurt. And so I want to connect with my partner again. I feel so disconnected from them. I feel like they don't understand me. I feel, I feel like we're not, we're not on the same page that I can't trust them. I want to have trust again. I want to build. I want to feel emotionally close. That so set that intention. And when you bring that into the conversation, wow, you're going to go very different places. That triangle I just talked about, not a problem. Boy, you're going to sail to that wonderful solution that's a, that's not even something you could think about right now. That's above where the two of you are in a wonderful way. That's That's a forward trajectory in your relationship. But you've got to set that intention first. Really think about what you're trying to get out of this. So some sort of loving intention needs to happen before you open your mouth. <laughs> uh, one of my clients says he thinks in his head about how much he loves uh, his partner. And that his goal always, so he'll sit there and he'll think about how much he loves this person, how much they mean to him. And then he'll, he sets his intention. He has like a goal. He just calls it a goal, but that they both feel clear and satisfied. 
after the discussion. I love that. Both of you feel clear. Both of you feel satisfied. That's great. It doesn't have to be all lovey gooey, whatever, but that's a lovely thing to think. And, and he's setting all this loving intention by thinking about how much he loves his partner. So this will help your tone and the words you use. Absolutely. So never be cold, scolding. Uh, don't be condescending for sure. Don't be mean. As you might have already noticed, so that, you know, keeping, <laughs> keeping this theme, as you might have seen, is, is so important because the, really if you just do these two things, you're, you're set up for good stuff, right? If you do nothing else I'm about to tell you, you're set up for good stuff. So uh, I'm sure you can see here that's sort of a natural right? It's a, it's a natural pacing into the right direction just by uh, focusing on not changing them, you know, the, the, focusing on just changing the two of you coming to this higher solution and then setting this loving intention, this kind intention, this uh, connecting intention of some sort. Okay. That's one and two. So number three, no, third rule for giving great feedback. Be very careful of your timing. Watch your timing. That's your third rule is to watch your timing. You can, uh, I say a lot, you can say whatever you want to say, just not when you want to say it. <laughs> and I don't know if you can say whatever you want to say, but I kind of say that to get your attention. Uh, you can almost never give feedback in the moment, I have found. Almost never. It's really rare to be able to just do it right there in a romantic relationship. Work can feel different, but uh, there's a lot of feelings sometimes that that come up in, in romance. So, um Often, depending on the heat of the situation, uh, people are just too reactive, they're defensive, they're angry when something has, you know, just happened. So often, just waiting until the timing is better, you know, after sex, after food, after a good night's sleep, you'll get dramatically better results. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. As I've shared before, in my experience, there's no better time to get great results than after oral sex. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> really. It puts everybody in a good mood. Um, but you know what I mean? Like really thinking about your timing. And uh, I have people all the time that go argue into the night. This is one of the worst things to do. You really want to get a good night's sleep. If And if you've been arguing for hours, it's too long. 
if something, if you've been talking about something or, you know, trying to have some conversation for that long, it's not going to happen in the moment. You both need a good night's sleep. You both need to get something to eat. You got to stop. Uh, I've talked before about um, HALT. Never get too, HALT, H-A-L-T, stands for never get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. It's something we say a lot in the 12 steps. Um, Never get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And folks are often, all of those, all of them, when they're having these kinds of dialogues, when they want to give feedback to their partners, no, you, you shouldn't even be one of those when you're giving the feedback. Certainly don't be all four. So your timing is super important. It really is. And for sure in that heat of the moment, you know, your partner comes home from work in a bad mood and is slamming things around. That's not the time for feedback. <laughs> it's not, you're not going to have a good outcome. Yet people do it all the time. They're, well, why are you yelling now? Well, how come you're mad? What's going on? It's like, stop. Just It's your own anxiety that's up. You're not in a loving space. You're not thinking of how much you love them. You're not even trying to really come to a resolution. You just want them to stop acting that way because you're uncomfortable. That's not really loving. This is the person you love. If they need to get something out, you know, I mean, obviously, if they're violent towards you, it's a different thing. That's not what we're talking about here. That is not what's happening in the vast majority of your relationships. I'm talking about the usual. Um, if you really are that uncomfortable, you're allowed to leave the room. You don't have to, you could say, oh, I'm going to go do some quick uh, errands or grocery shopping or something. You could do something else. You can go play with the kids. You can go walk the dog. There's things to do. So you're not trapped, but I'm just saying, uh, don't, don't get too caught up in that, right? So let it go for a little bit and you can come back to it. So be very careful of your timing is my third rule. All right. Rule number four, again, one of our more important ones is to be in the here and now. You got, how much do I talk about this? You're sick of it. I don't care. I don't care. You got to do it. (laughs) I do care. I love you. Um, Be in the here and now and self-aware when you have your talk. You, you, you have to be in the moment. So this is the, the mindfulness that I, I preach and preach. This is the, uh, you know, being right in that moment all the time. The other person is resistant, angry, frustrated, defensive. That's how you know they're resistant, okay? Dismissive, rolling their eyes. Any of those things, you're not in the here and now. This this isn't good. <laughs> you're, you're not going to have a productive conversation and there's no reason to continue. So that's why it's so important to be in the moment and not ignore that. <clears throat> really notice your own reactions to those kinds of things. If any of these attitudes show up, you want to switch your tone. You want to think about your words. Maybe again, your timing, maybe not do it right in that moment. Because the goal is to be heard, right? The goal is for the two of you to problem solve and to come to some higher resolution, higher solution. So if if they're angry, frustrated, defensive, you know, dismissive, they're not listening. They're they're not hearing you. They're they're not listening anyway. So why continue to talk? It's a waste of everyone's time. So really, if you when you're in the here and now, you'll notice. I want you in the here and now also because I want you to notice how you're doing. Are you anxious? Is your chest tight? Ooh, is my stomach feeling rumbly because I'm nervous about this? Um, you know, am I noticing that I'm feeling sort of defensive, that I have these other feelings coming up that aren't how I want to be right now? Am I still feeling loving and 
Am I still feeling uh, my intention? Is that really front and center? My patience? You know, you have to be in the moment or you will forget every good tool I've ever taught you. You will not remember. So you have to be present. You have to be aware of what's going on in your body, in your mind, what thoughts you're having, what emotions are coming up so that you can respond with those. And sometimes when we're in those conversations to say the truth, wow, you know, I'm feeling really nervous about this. I'm having a hard time. I've been avoiding this conversation. Um, You know, I'm really struggling. I'm afraid. Uh, You're allowed to say these things and it really helps you know, when you're vulnerable, the other person will be vulnerable. That's usually what happens. The other person will soften. They'll want to move towards you. It's when you're coming at them with the anger and the defensiveness and the righteousness and the rightness and the whateverness uh, that folks back up and become defensive themselves. So really, again, really set this tone. All right. Number five, make sure that you both agree on definitions and meanings regarding what you're talking about. I I mentioned this in, might have been last week's podcast or a couple before, Uh, people often do not have the same definition of stuff. Is is cheating different? Uh, Some people think that, uh, you know, if if I was friends with... um, uh, I have I have someone I'm thinking of right now, this gentleman who had women on Facebook or Instagram, Instagram, that he was following who were, you know, sort of sexy strippers or something. You know, they're pretty, pretty obvious what they were about. But, you know, he liked their pictures and he liked to look at them and uh and he was following them on Instagram. He was he wasn't interacting with them. He was not like making comments or trying to be friends or anything, but he he was following these women. And his uh uh fiance found out and she noticed and she flipped the lid. She's like, this is not appropriate. You can't be with these women, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But, and to her, it was cheating. To her, it was this other thing. To him, it was not remotely cheating, you know, and you can see how this got into a thing. Their definitions were different. I had another couple a while ago um, and he had a uh, somewhat of drinking and drug problem. It definitely was a big issue. And so we're in session and I said, and we're to all talking and he had agreed to be, to not uh, drink and so, or do drugs, but this is about the drinking, right? And so I said, oh, have you been drinking? I checked in about it. He goes, no, I have not. And she looked like so incredulous. She goes, yes, you have. And he was really adamant. He goes, no, I have not. I don't, what, when? And sure enough, he had been drinking, but he used to drink like copious amounts of alcohol when he drank. Um, and he, when he drank, he would always get really buzzed or drunk. So to him, it wasn't drinking when he just had a drink. So he was coming home and having like a beer, sometimes two. But to him, that wasn't drink. It really wasn't. I, it really wasn't. It was not drinking to him. He was doing it right in front of her. So it wasn't like he really, he wasn't sneaking it because he thought it wasn't drinking. He thought it was keeping with the agreement we had made. So there you go. I mean, it was, I was, I was shocked. I was floored, but I could tell that that's what he thought. So things that you might think, I mean, come on, don't drink, be completely abstinent. And he said, yes. And then he was drinking. How How is this not clear? And I hear people say it all the time. I'm so clear. I was very clear. I couldn't have been more clear. Well, guess what? No matter how clear you are, here I am. I have no baggage with this guy. I actually really like this guy. 
I have zero baggage. I have zero issues. He he seems to like me too. This isn't wasn't him being passive aggressive. This was him really thinking this was true. And he was sort of laughing. He goes, "Wow, if I thought it was, you know, I'm I I wasn't trying to hide it because I I really thought I was <laughs> was doing what you asked." Um, and we all sort of got a little chuckle out of it. And once I really talked about it, he got it. But he really didn't that first time around. So. Uh, I know people come in, they go, he knows, she understands, she's just doing it anyway. He 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 knows and he doesn't care. It It is not true that what you always think is a fact and is so obvious and is clear is the same to the other person. So when you're giving feedback, if you come from that place, you're going to get into trouble because the other person immediately, your partner immediately is going to go, I didn't mean that. That's not what I said. That's not what I agreed to or whatever. And and the fight becomes about that, some minuscule part of an agreement, as opposed to the bigger issue of you not feeling loved or supported or like you're number one or a priority or whatever, or being heard. It becomes about the little minutia and you, you become lawyers, like lawyering the contract as opposed to the spirit of the contract, which is really what you want to talk about. So I want it, so be specific. Um, uh, find out, uh, find out for sure. Like I'm trying to think, oh, um, you know, what did you hear me say? Or what did, what do you think debt means? Again, you might be very surprised by the answers. <laughs> what, you know, what do you think it means to be a saver? What do you think it means to be a spender? Whatever. D- just get on the same page and really ask the questions to make sure you're talking about the same thing. Okay. Number six, guideline number six is don't say never or always when speaking to another person, period. Period. End of story. Just get out of that habit. It's a habit. I see people in it all the time. Um, and first of all, it's not true. <laughs> If you say something to your partner like, you never listen to me, your partner is going to shut you off right away because they know they do listen and probably often to you. So if you say you you always forget to take out the garbage, they're going to think of the two times they didn't forget, even though it was only two out of the last 50. And they're going to think of those two and they're going to discount you immediately. We often say those kinds of words thinking, well, they understand what I mean, you know, most of the time. You need to really be specific and clear. So you have to say what's true and what you really mean. So um, instead of saying, uh, what did I just say before? Oh, that you never listened to me. Okay, you never listen. You might say, I, I don't feel like you're understanding how important this is to me. Can you can you repeat back what you heard me saying? Can you tell me what you heard me saying? When you do that, you're actually opening up the conversation and you're making sure you guys are on the same page. You you need to say what's real. Okay, what's real? All right, I'm, I'm not going to beat that horse too much, but I can't even say it enough. Please try to notice, be mindful, uh, be in the here and now and be mindful, number four, how often you use the never or always language, that kind of really, you know, generalizing language, and you'll see it's pretty often and it really needs to stop. Okay, 
(laughs) I'm laughing because the next one is no lecturing. (laughs) And I was just lecturing you. (laughs) So, hey, we're not in love. I'm kind of in love with you, but you know, Um, we don't live together. So no lecturing. And this doesn't work with your kids either, by the way. I've tried it, trust me, over and over. It doesn't work. But remember, loving acceptance, even when you want to rip your partner a new one, loving acceptance, loving, we're loving. If you can't remember that, think of how you feel when someone lectures you. You hate it. You hate it so much. Nobody likes being lectured to. And you know, you've got to, again, if you're in the here and now, when you're having these conversations, you'll notice that you're rambling and chatting and talking and saying it again and again, and then repeating yourself and then repeating the repeating and going and going. Do you see the problem? So no lecturing. If you are, you know, are you listening or are you resentful and waiting for them to shut the hell up, right? Think of that when someone lectures you. That's you, you're not usually listening. You're, you're feeling resentful and you're waiting for them to shut up. So you start to daydream, you start to think of all things you're going to say. So you want to really keep your answers and requests short and to the point, that you really want to do that when you're giving feedback. Uh, It needs to be short and to the point, not uh, on and on and on. So whatever it is, really try to think about it beforehand if you can. Um, Really, like, if it's important enough, maybe even do a little role play with yourself in the mirror, something so that you can be clear on what you're saying, no need to repeat it, put it out there, and then see what they say, right? Just one time. You don't have to justify forever or go on and on. All right, so don't lecture. And number eight, my last one is, remember, it's a dialogue. So if it's not a lecture, if you're not lecturing, that means it's a dialogue. It's supposed to go back and forth. <laughs> it's supposed to go back and forth. So it's not just you talking at them and and saying what you want or whatever and them going, okay, and, and walking away. That's not how it works. So if it's a dialogue, a few things should be there. One, I've mentioned this before. I'm going to mention it again. Ask permission first. Before you ever give feedback, before ever, 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 <laughs> my New York can come out now, you need to ask permission, which means that you might say, hey, is this a good time to talk about X? Or, hey, uh, you know, uh, do you have, do you have about a half hour? I, I, I want to, um, I, I really want to give you, I really want to talk about what happened the other day. Or, um, you know, are you open to some feedback about, what you said yesterday? Are you open to some feedback about that? And any of those things, any of these questions, number one, they when you ask a question, you use a different part of your brain and so do they to answer it, which is good. It gets us out of defensive mode. Number two, you have to wait for a response. <laughs> Don't just say, hey, I'd like to give you some feedback about yesterday because you were really a jerk and da-da-da-da-da. No, 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 baby. No, no, baby. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. So, ask the question, get a response. And then if you're only asking, you know, are you open to some feedback about yesterday's conversation? You then have to ask another question. Uh, Is now a good time? 
or do you want to do this later or tomorrow morning or whatever? You know, give them the opportunity because you really want to give some control to the other person so they feel like they're coming at it at to this conversation on equal footing. Because if you both feel like you're on equal footing, you will get way farther in solutions and problem solving than you will if it feels like you're, you know, mommy coming to scold, you know, the the your your child or if your daddy come to scold your child. That it doesn't work that way and the power structure gets off and things get screwy. And then the other piece of this, of course, which I talk about all the time because it works so well, is that you gotta ask questions. You cannot in a dial in this kind of dialogue, it can't just be you making statements about whatever happened that you didn't like. You if your fiance did put ten thousand dollars on the credit card for the wedding without asking you, you should be asking some questions about that. If you just go in there scolding, what the hell were you thinking? Oh my God, this is crazy. How could you? What were you buying? Oh, I hate it all. Not gonna go anywhere. Not gonna go anywhere. But if you have that. If you set that intention of loving kindness, if you really think about what you want as the outcome, that this doesn't happen again, that you figure out if you can return some things or whatever, then you're going to come at it really differently. And and hopefully your real your real goal is to find out what their motivation was. Where did that come from? Uh, a lot of times people make choices that seem obvious that they shouldn't make, yet they do. So you have to ask yourself, am I marrying a lunatic? You're probably not. You might be, but you're probably not. So if you're not, then why did they make that choice? Why did they make that decision? Really ask yourself, really try to go there and then ask them. So, and you can say, I have to admit, I'm feeling really frustrated, but I want to know, but you know, I want to have this conversation from a loving place. What, What was your thinking? Not what were you thinking, but what was your thinking or what were you feeling? You know, how did that come about that the $10,000 happened? Walk me through it, right? Tell me more about X, um, you know, that kind of stuff. These questions are these open-ended questions that are meant to elicit conversation, that are meant to invite. I want you to think of that all the time. And that's a good intention to set that you want to invite them into a dialogue. You want to invite the other person to share and to go deep and to really be honest and open. They're not going to be honest and open if they think they're in trouble and that you're just going to clobber them with the information. So, or they're not going to be as open and honest as you want. So, really think about how are you asking things? What are you asking? And how do you keep the dialogue moving towards that problem-solving final solution? Okay, so there you have it. Those are my eight rules, guidelines for giving great feedback that will be well-received. I have a list of questions to help you along the way. Uh, There are a list of collaborative questions that I've created that you can download for free at the website, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 80 and uh, you can download the questions and it really, to me, they just really help. I I still use them, this list, because it's sometimes I'll forget in the moment what I I could be asking. I'm like, what other question could I ask? And then I'll look at this and it'll give me all these examples of questions I can ask, which really helps move the conversation forward. So there you have it. That's it for today. I am Dr. Abby Metcalf. I'm so, so happy you're here with me. Uh, What a 
great way for me to spend my time and I and hopefully you too, but I love spending this time with you. Have an awesome, awesome week and we'll talk real soon. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 